0: What's the state of banking today in the state of Nebraska? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking now with Larry Merrick, Chairman of the First National Bank of Columbus and Norfolk in Nebraska, and soon to be the Chair of the Nebraska Bankers Association. Larry, hello and congratulations to you.
1: Well, thank you very much, and how are you doing today? Doing
0: very well, thank you. Now, tell me, with this new role as the chairman of the association what responsibilities come with it
1: well essentially you are the the spokesperson for the membership for the two hundred sixty five membership banks that we have throughout the state uh... i serve as the chief spokesperson uh... for our membership banks also uh, leadership as far as our government relations role and, and obviously with things that we have going on the federal level uh, this particular year uh, that is a big job within itself and, and we also have products and services that we deliver to our membership banks and so I become the, uh, the chief promoter for those uh, products and services to uh, all of our banks.
0: Well Larry give us a sense as you ascend to this role now how would you describe the state of banking in Nebraska today?
1: well the state of banking overall is, is solid uh... cautiously solid let's put it that way you know I, and i've mentioned this many many times banks in nebraska were lending before we had the uh... the financial meltdown eighteen months ago they were lending throughout that uh... time and they're lending today uh... i just think overall that the economy of of the state uh, there's good news and, and, and bad news and I shouldn't say bad news there are good news and there are cautious news let's put it that way but the good news is that we're primarily an agricultural state if you look geographically although we have a good economic mix to, throughout the state particularly in our urban areas of of Omaha Lincoln uh, but overall agriculture was somewhat untouched by by what happened Although there's a trickle-down effect. You know, our uh, state legislature, our state, from a budgeting point of view, has a required balanced budget. Uh, so they have to do it, and it was tough this year. But the budget got balanced. And looking ahead to next year, uh, there's also uh, revenues are, are on the slow side. You know, people have pulled in uh, pulled in their horns a little bit and uh, cut back on some spending. And when you do that, uh, it does cause uh, revenue issues for state governments and then local governments. But overall, uh, banking I think is, is cautiously solid. I think banks had a had a reasonably good year in 2009 and they're going to have a reasonably good year in 2010
0: how would you say that uh, the banks in the state have evolved over the last year i mean certainly uh 18 months ago as you say we all felt the effects um, i think maybe main street in nebraska felt it a little bit less than wall street in new york but what have you seen happen yeah, positively in the last year
1: Well, first of all and foremost, you know our unemployment rate is about five three as as of March. When you look at the double digit or upper nines on a national basis, we're about half on the unemployment rate. And in fact, at one point before uh, before this all really started to happen, you know we were looking at two and three percent unemployment, which is which is for the most practical purposes that's full employment. Agriculture is still our mainframe and 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 there's there's no issue about it uh... row crop uh, producers have had very very uh... very very good years the last couple of years and, and livestock is uh... is solid at, at this particular time but unemployment drives if people are working banking for the whole for the most part is is on on good grounds. so um, how have we changed over the year i think people are, are more cautious you know with what has happened nationally and of course some of the things did affect people's one k It doesn't make any difference where you live. Uh, if you were in equities, you, you had um, you had a rude awakening on some mornings uh, when you looked at your balances. And I think people pull in their horns. Uh, Nebraska is comprised primarily of, of of good, cautious, conservative folks. Democrat, Republican, making a difference. They're all conservative folks. And when you get that, and you even become a touch more conservative you slow things down. That engine just kind of slows down. And when that happens, uh, that affects everything, including banking.
0: Well, Larry, it's interesting because you pointed out the agricultural business, certainly, and you pointed out the conservatism of the residents. What ways would you say that Nebraska's banking institutions are similar to those in other states, and where are they really unique?
1: You know, one of my goals uh, through the term that uh, I'll be the chairperson for the, the state banking association is to uh, tr- attempt to rebuild uh, respect for our industry. We are community bankers. We are traditional banks. We, uh, we solicit deposits. We make loans. We help people uh, develop a financial path to uh, either personally or their business uh, create something positive and sustain that as far as going out. We are not Wall Street banks and uh it, that includes the largest of the banks that we have within the state we have the presence of Wells Fargo for example and and then so we have uh, some large banks but they are still community banks they they are banks where the uh, uh... senior management the president of the bank knows uh everybody in the community i for example served as mayor for uh, 8 years in the late 80s and early 90s uh but that's i'm not an exception you know People, banks in Nebraska and bankers in Nebraska make their communities work. I, I've said it many times. You get a strong community, I will tell you you got strong banks in that community and it works both ways. Strong community, strong banks.
0: Larry, no bank, especially the community banks, have been immune to recent fraud trends that we've seen, whether it's ATM skimming, ACH fraud targeting the the commercial customers, or payment card fraud that's really affecting the consumers. What's been the the, the association's role in advising institutions on how to tackle these fraud issues and awareness about them?
1: Right. Our our role primarily uh, is to provide um, a a level of education to our banks as far as to how to educate their customers, uh, their clients. Because really, that's where it starts and stops. I just, uh, from time to time, I just get a my stomach rolls when I see uh, what happens to individuals when they, they, they fall for the particular scam or a fraud because it's just common sense as folks you just shouldn't do that you shouldn't give somebody your PIN number you shouldn't give them your account number so what we have to though because people in, in our state and I think across the country in community banks they trust their banker so if somebody calls and says I am your banker give me your account I can fix this for you instinctively people say yeah I trust them we will do it without really logically saying they don't need that they don't do that so the bank's role I think is just to heighten that level of communication of saying we will never call you out of the blue and ask for your your uh, pin number we will never out of the blue call for your your account numbers over the phone without you knowing who you're talking to so that level of, of customer communication is—we just have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. On the banking side, inside, you know, the banking itself has uh, recreated and is creating just higher levels of fraud prevention. Uh, the way that we can monitor accounts going forward, the way that you processor of uh, of that particular piece of work for the banks. Uh, The way they're doing things, they're they're just getting technologically far more advanced to try to uh, alert uh, bank and the customers that something might be going on. But it all starts, it starts and stops with consumer education. The consumer doesn't fall for the scam, you have no scam.
0: Now, how about beyond the consumer? We're seeing a lot of commercial businesses now that are being victimized by the ACH fraud. What do you do with your commercial customers?
1: Well, again, it's it's a fact of of trying to develop better uh, and, and more efficient diagnostic type of, of processes inside the system uh, today's world as, as you well know you know the, the days of, of, of really just you know doing stuff nonchalant and, and and carrying a checkbook and doing it isn't what today's uh, electronic world is like and it, it certainly isn't going to stop it's, it's, it's going to get uh, more electronic as we go if you, if you can believe that that would happen systems have to be better. Uh, the the ability of the, the two systems, the customer and the bank, to talk to each other have to be better. And and again, the educational aspect of, of what risk are you extending your customers' data to, and uh, and it, it's not a perfect system at this point in time. You know, every time we think we the industry thinks that it has a a very very good system in place, there's uh, someone on the other side that finds a way to breach it. And uh, that's, that's a risk with what we're doing. But I think it's far. You know, the, the risk is worth it as far as what we can do for the customer, particularly on the commercial side. we
0: are be taking a different direction, Larry, and talk about banking reform. A lot's being discussed in Washington these days. We may see some legislation come down before the Memorial Day break. What are your thoughts on the initiatives that are, that are being proposed in D.C.?
1: Historic in 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 my thirty-plus years there are always things uh, that have happened on every year some are state-based some are national based you know I, I I just think back to the early 80s when we went through deregulation and uh, we created now counts as an example you know wow that was that was an historic thing now we're looking at particularly on the on the consumer pr- protection side uh, legislation which to be honest the consumer doesn't really care for. I mean, in some cases, we hear the rhetoric that the consumer is demanding this. The, the consumer doesn't really care for the volumes of stuff that they have to fill out and the answers to the, all the dozens of questions that they're given just to do a simple transaction. However, consumer protection is important. If you don't, you know, the, the one thing banking has is trust of our clients. If we don't have that, if we don't have a process in place that, that virtually—and I won't say guards, but I should say guarantees—that uh, whatever business they're doing is safe and secure, we lose one of the vital pieces of, of what our industry has had since its beginning. But we have to continue to do that. Uh, the pieces of this thing—the the, the, regulation—I think of the non-banks, uh, the shadow banks. Uh, these are the aspects that virtually caused most of the brand of the Wall Street banks that caused most to all of the problems that we're all dealing with community banks were not the problem but community banks will be part of the solution being part of that solution means that we will pay the price of consumer protection and consumer protection is good as long as it doesn't become so burdensome for both the consumer and the bank
0: what do you expect, ultimately, that we're going to see from this reform movement, Larry?
1: You will see consumer protection passed. I mean, you just will. Uh, to what level and, and how deep uh, is yet to be debated uh, on the floor? You know, the the tremendous split between the uh, the two parties is difficult, although they do philosophically agree that, that there needs to be consumer protection. Too big to fail. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Too big to fail has to go away. Uh, I think it's a competitive disadvantage. You know, if we had, let's just say, two banks in the state of Nebraska, one let's just say theoretically was large enough, where the consumer would say, "Well, that bank's never going to fail. The government will step in to help them." All well, that's that's where you'll go do the bulk of your business because you have nothing to lose other than the opposite which would be a smaller community bank and saying well there's risk there if they fail they're not going to come in and help that little bank that's a competitive disadvantage and it's a very costly disadvantage to the FDIC system which all the banks pay into so you know too big to fail I very strongly feel and so does our association and membership that, that we need to uh, we need to have that in place so that banks uh, can compete on an even basis. We need to get a regulatory process in place uh, for the shadow banks, for the non-banks, so that they do the same things that we have to do on a day-to-day basis. And then consumer protection, a reasonable amount that is a, uh, this is probably impossible to do, but at least it's what we're looking at, a a user-friendly type of consumer protection for, uh, for all consumers.
0: Larry, one last question for you. You're going into your term now as chair of the association. Uh, I'm going to ask you to, to finish a question for me and to answer it. To be successful in 2011, Nebraska banking institutions must, and that's where I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank.
1: They must retain the respect and the uh, pride in the industry which has developed uh, so many communities across the state because without that respect and pride uh, we have no common identity with uh, with the communities we serve. It's, it, it is the respect is a backbone of our industry.
0: Very good. I appreciate your time and your insights today and I wish you well as chair and I look forward to talking to you again in the future.
1: Absolutely. Anytime and thank you very much.
0: We've been talking with Larry Merrick soon to be chairman of the Nebraska Bankers Association. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.